Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 123 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes, and I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. What is going on, buddy? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Wow. Gentlemen, <laughs> I am happy to be back. We have playoff hockey tonight, which means I have a hefty beer going today. Cartoon beer, love it. Cartoon Cartoonish, beer. Cartoonishly large, I would say. Yes, that's yep. accurate. Yeah, it's uh, we're recording this on Monday, May 2nd. This is day one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We got schedules all over the place, so this will go up when you're listening to this on Tuesday, May 3rd. We got the traveling mogul, Mac Vogel, out in Los Angeles. What's going on, buddy? What's up, everybody? Just a little... Uh... Oh, there we Ooh. go. Um... Oh, Jesus <laughs> Yeah, back in LA where it all started for me. Um, feels pretty good to be back doing a empty betters recording out west. So uh also just got chills when you said today is the first day of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Feels good to uh feels good to be back in that regard too. So oh it's it's phenomenal. How's the weather out in LA? It's beautiful. We've been this is our last day here actually, but um we've been blessed with pretty much high 70s, low 60s, like the entire time we've been here uh yeah it's been really nice we had one beach day went to hermosa beach it was nice. a little hotter that day got nice. sunburned literally <laughs> just on my hand that's it huh interesting never heard so, that one before i'll give you that psa don't forget to uh put sunscreen on your hands everybody mm. mr nicholas i saw you were at uh the dover nascar race yesterday how much fun did you have or the race I that was. didn't happen yeah the race that uh we got it like 78 out of the 400 laps in and then it decided to rain but it was a great tailgate um was hanging out with the owners and uh noah the bartender from don't know tavern so it was great of them to come out they brought some amazing food as well got to hang out with uh travis pastrana in the parking lot as well drink a couple beers with him so that was awesome and uh yeah we just had like a great group and good food good beer can't complain Amen. It looked like a good time. So uh, we're not going to beat around the bush. We got a jam-packed episode today. We got our playoff previews, and we are also having a big interview today. We were joined last week by Mr. Ice himself, a.k.a. Elio on Twitter. Probably, I would say, the most uh, famous hockey sharp on Twitter for his reactions and his emotion. He's a very entertaining guy. If you don't follow him already, go give him a follow. We appreciate his time joining us last week. Um, so we're going to do this a little differently this episode. We're going to do the interview first, and then right after that, no nonsense, just get right to the series previews and we'll knock them out. Um, so before we get to the interview, we want to let you know that this interview is brought to you by Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay Apparel made by Real Bay People. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. 
without further ado, we're going to toss it off to Mr. Ice right now. And it is now my pleasure to introduce to the Empty Betters podcast, Mr. Ice, a.k.a. Elio. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, excited to be here. We're excited to have you. So we interviewed your buddy Turk a little while yeah. back. Yeah, he told me. I know. I loved I watched. I watched most of it. It was you guys. Did, listen, you guys do a great job. I like uh, you guys. You do enough of the gambling for me, and you also do some of the, you know, the regular hockey stuff, which I like, too. Um, so you guys do a really good job. Thank you. Appreciate that. We, we appreciate that. So he mentioned in that interview, and I'm curious, yeah. you know, how this all came to be. He said growing up you were a pretty good athlete, but you never played hockey, but yet you're like a mobile hockey Twitter. So how's that all work? Well, I mean, I'm sure you guys are gamblers as well. So you guys partake in all types of gambling from horse racing to baseball, football, hockey. So I just found a niche where uh, I think I ran out of things I stunk at. And then I sort of got into hockey and I've had a pretty good run for about five or six years. Um, so I've been sort of, I've had, I hate to call it a system because that's pretty, pretty lame, but I've won five years in a row. Um, so I'm sticking to what, what's got me here. Hey, if it ain't broke, right? That's right. I mean, you know, I gamble football, I gamble basketball, not as much basketball anymore, but football, and baseball and you know and i have the regular swings most gamblers have the up and down i'll you know eventually end up losing um but hockey i've had i've had i've had a good run and so that's that's where mr ice came came about yeah i mean so when you say you have a system i mean it, it's pretty obvious you love the overs especially this season can't blame you is there yeah is there is easy. that like part of the system so what I do is I have, I'm not really a stat guy. Um, I, I do use like three or four stats that I base my picks off. So I can't say I'm not completely without stats, but what I do is I watch almost all, every game and I look, you know, I pay attention to the goalies. Um, but again, I, I, as this year went along, I, I sort of, it changes year to year and month to month and week to week because the system that you use doesn't always work all the time. And, you know, but I sort of have a basis of what I, what I try to do, but my biggest handicapping tool is I watch, I use my eyes and I watch the games. That's, that's not, that's 90% of how I, how I build my, my games. And, and I, I use over, um, because the public loves it, you know, the, you don't want to bet unders. Uh, you're not going to have a big fan crew when you're betting unders. I'm just not going to happen. Right. Um, so, I mean, I know people like winners. So if you pick unders and, and, and I just, I don't pick unders as, as good as I do overs. So um, that, that's pretty much my system. It's not like a crazy thing. I, I use a few stats just to get a baseline, but other than that, it's just watching. That's nice. funny you say that, and I, I think it's great that you say that you do pay attention to the goalies because when we talked with your buddy Turk, he was like, I'm not a goalie guy at all, uh, <laughs> and that's something that we're uh, on this podcast we're huge about. It's That's a big deal for us. Yeah, I just – I mean, I think goalies in years past made a difference. This year, I just don't think it, it made a big difference. Um, you know, you, you had 
you know, Vasilevsky in Tampa. I mean, how many games have we gone over with it with him? He let last in four year. last night. Yeah. I mean, how many games would you last just thinking just about the last couple of years? I don't have the stats in front of me, but I just feel like if you bet a Tampa game and he was playing, I'm like, I wouldn't even touch the over. Where this year, I, the goalies almost didn't matter. You know, this year, yeah. maybe this year was a little underlying because there were so, so many goals. I think it's going to continue. I think the goals are going to continue. Uh, I just, now they're now Vegas is caught up though. That's the problem. <laughs> the six and a half, you're getting six and a half on every game. I mean, that's crazy. It's crazy. So we're gonna have to figure out something next year. <laughs> well, we were the two idiots who uh, ended up betting that Toronto, Florida. Seven I saw, and a half. I saw you guys did that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I did not hate it. I mean, with eh. those two teams, the pro I, I'll say this though. And I've, I don't have my record in front of me, but I sort of keep, I don't really keep like really close records, but my numbers on totals with six, six and a half are so good with seven. Um, it's the only number I'm below 500 on. Interesting. And, and I'm telling you, and I, I've like, I've probably bet like 20 of them this year and I've had more pushes this, you know, you know what my best number is six and a half. I have basically, and that number always used to scare me so much because I was like, oh, you know, so many games land on six, you know, four, two, or, you know, you three, two empty net, da, da, da. I've had, I've only been burned a, f- a few times on six, my six and a half numbers. Now, when you loot, when I've lost, it's just been like three, one or four, you know, four, one or something. But my, my highest win percentage is at six and a half, which I, again, I, you know, in the beginning of the year when they were coming out with all the six and a half, I was like, oh, I'm going to get screwed by six, 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 <laughs> but it, it was, it, you know, like I said, I'm not scared of six and a half anymore, probably next year, but not, not right now. There's only what, three or four, four days left. Just and you guys, you guys have the worst matchup ever. You guys are blues fans. Uh, we're, this is Caps and Penguins. Yeah. Oh, Caps and Penguins. I thought you guys, for some reason, I keep seeing blues stuff on your on your site. <laughs> we like that in the uh, blues. Yeah. Like the oh, blues. you're betting bet in the blues. Okay, so you guys yeah. are Caps and I was going to say, because that Minnesota-St. Louis matchup. Oh, oh, my, oh God. my God. Best series you, round one. Yeah. That is unbelievable. I can't even believe, you know. And Minnesota, so I picked Florida and Minnesota. Those are my, I bet those two teams in the beginning of the year to win the cup. But honestly, I don't, I don't even know. I would probably. Do you think St. Louis is going to be favored? I, I don't know. I that been, one's a. We talked I about that a little so. bit. Like we were saying, that could go seven, and that seven will go to overtime, and that's still yeah. a coin flip. Yeah, don't know. I, I say advantage Minnesota with goalies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think St. Louis they, they got they're they're so good. They got so there's they're deep too and uh, deep down I, the middle. Yeah, deep down the middle, and their defensemen are huge. Yeah, like, Rico and all them. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like I said, I probably root in Minnesota, but if I had a gun to my head, I might say St. Louis. It's a coin flip for sure. Um, that'll be the best ser- uh, series in round one, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I do have to ask. So, yep. you know, you've you've blown up, and your celebrations are just unmatched. So <laughs> the other night you had a football helmet where you ripped yeah. off the face mask. Yeah. Do you plan these? Like, how does that? No, go? no, I don't. You know. Sometimes because sometimes what I do is 
if it gets like six and I feel like I'm going to win, then I'm like, all right, I got to do, I got to figure out what prop I'm going to use. Because Which I, one know, of my kids' toys can I break? Which exactly, one's making too exactly. much noise? You know, the, the super, you know how it is with gambling. Super, if I plan something out, it's definitely losing. So I yeah. can not like, no, no, I don't plan it out until it gets to where, and then I'm still thinking, oh, I fucked myself because I, <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking I'm going to win, but no, no, they're not planned out. So going into playoffs, what do you think about overs? I know you said you're still going to be touching them, but yeah, no, I, I don't play. I don't play. So my, oh, that over game is gone. Yeah. Okay. Like that over game is gone in the playoffs. I mean, I'm not saying I won't bet a couple, but yeah, it will be, I'll be heavily just betting teams for the series. Not as much individual games, some, but um, series bets. Yeah. Is that something where you wait until like game three to see like what the lay of the land is going to be? Like if someone jumps out 2-0 or maybe like a 1-1 split or even like the favored team drops the first one at home or something? Yeah. I mean, you know, now with the live betting, it's totally changed, you know, everything. You know, I'm still sort of an old school type of guy. I kind of want to like I try to figure out before the series. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, you can try to hedge out if you if you if you, if you go wrong or whatever. Um so I usually bet them before. Okay. And I'm yeah. sometimes I'm dead wrong. <laughs> oh, well, that's just part of the game. That's yeah, that's yeah. part of the game. Yeah. And I got a I got an underdog in the West that I, I I'm I'm hoping that they get they match up because I I, I I think and I'll and I'll just say this, I think Calgary can be beat. So I do oh, okay. too. I agree and, with you on that. And a lot of people are picking them cup and you listen, they got a really good goalie a monster goalie uh, and they're built like they're built the right way the coach is obviously really good and you know they, they they're well structured but i think you know and i it's one of those teams i feel like will win in the regular season but the playoffs i don't know if they're i mean remember what what they were they didn't make the playoffs last year right because that oh, actually, right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they did so I think they made a huge step with the coach and of course they've got a bunch of good players, but I just think they're, you know, I would take maybe even Dallas, St. Louis or Minnesota over them. I, I, I still think, and I think you'll get a good, you know, it depends what the number is too. Um, yeah. We'll see so, about that. So I've, I've been uh, going back and forth on Twitter seeing, I know you're good friends with, uh, Portnoy obviously yep. he's been giving you shit about your picks not hitting is this no. just like is he just throwing that out there to kind of mess with you or is he actually serious? oh he does he does he does that yeah he does I mean like so he threw out a first of all he was so <laughs> stupid that he threw out a, uh, a quote last night he's like I didn't know if he was serious because he thought it, he, he thought I bet the Tampa game I gave I call I called him I gave him the game and then midway through he's like oh you, you stopped calling the goal calls and i thought he was effing with me it was because there was no goals but he was thinking i bet tampa which was over in the second so that's the way he is he he like um he messes up the bet that i gave him and uh yeah it gives me we've been doing this since we we're kids so um yeah. I, I don't really i don't it doesn't fluster me at all i i'll just come back over the top <laughs> i see him next week and I, you know but i will say this Sometimes when he tails me, I haven't done too well. I, <laughs> so I blame it on him. I was like, listen, I went 17 and three, and then you jumped on. And I lost like four in a row. So who, who's the problem? <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's our shtick. 
but I'm going to Vegas next week. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going out for the dirt. We usually go to the Derby because I'm a big horse guy. That might be my number one thing. Um, but we, he has to do something for, he's actually commentating, um, you know, Canelo, the boxer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what I think they're doing is, you know, like on the pay-per-view, I think you're able to say, do you want like the Barstool crew brought broadcast mm-hmm. for the regular crew? You know, they're doing that with different yeah. sports. So we're, I'm going out there. Um, what is it next week to do that? So I'm not on the broadcast, but I'm sort of behind the scenes. What could possibly go wrong on that? Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know. Somehow Canelo's going to lose. There you go. Maybe a trip over to the Westgate. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So uh, before we, you know, let you go, got to give you a shout out for your restaurant. You know, we have a couple of Boston listeners. I'm sure they already know about it, but you want to talk about Tony's place? Yeah, so I, I um, my dad started in 1969, nice. and so I've been doing it um, since I graduated in 2001. Um, family restaurant in West Roxbury, which is like south of Boston. It's like um, family style restaurant. We have a restaurant bar holds about a hundred, and then we also have a takeout, like b- different buildings, sort of connected, but. Uh, two different places. And uh, I've been doing that for 20 years. I love it. I, I enjoy that. Um, but I also enjoy gambling too. So it's not bad having a, a buddy who owns There you go. Uh, what's your, uh, what's your best dish? I would, I would say pizza just because I love pizza and we do it every day. So we make our own dough every day. We grind our own cheese every day. We make our own sauce. So it's, it is something that's really like authentic and it's, you know, that's how you have to do pizza. Is it the best pizza in the world? No, but it's really good. And pizza is, uh, pizza is like something I feel like people can eat like five days a week. So I certainly can, uh, six, three, two sixty. So I can, I can do it. There um, you go. <laughs> but no pizza, you know, we, we sell a ton of pizza with like chicken parm, um is a, is a huge dish we sell a million a day so we're right network we're right across from a, a va hospital and okay. we're right across from a from a big high school that's a, it's a private catholic high school so we're in a good spot like i said my dad opened in 1969 and so we've been around for for a while that's awesome yeah it's cool <clears throat> Uh, Nick and I, well, Nick's a thoroughbred Italian. I'm not, but we were taking bets on how you pronounce your last name before the show started. Would you mind sharing? <laughs> Imbernoni. Imbernoni. He was right. Nick was right. Yeah. I'm I've, born one. I'm there, born one. That's it. There you yeah. go. That's a good How many one. times have you gotten that? I'm not even. <laughs> yeah. Joking. Usually they don't try it. You know, like growing up, the, Elio was, you know, Elio or whatever. Sec, the, my last name was i yeah yeah because they didn't have there was no other elio so it didn't make a difference what my last name was (laughs) right yeah um question for you guys so when did you guys start this back in 2019 i think like right after labor day of 2019 uh just the two of us in my old apartment um in towson right outside of baltimore just a usb microphone and a laptop Nice. And so, and tell me what, what are you guys looking to do? What are you, what are you guys looking for to, to grow, get, obviously get bigger, but like what, what like format are you, are you guys trying to get into? That's a great question. I think, uh, 
you know, for us, it's really, we, we love the podcast, but uh, yeah. any platform where we could, you know, talk hockey and gambling and yeah. those two specifically is, yeah. it's just a dream come true. Yeah. I mean, I, so my, my, like I've been asked to do um, some podcast stuff. And for me, I don't see, I'm, I, I'm not, I don't think I would want to get into it. Um, but I do think that, and I love, like, I love listening to some, I just, for me, it's just not my thing. Right. But I totally like spit and chiclets. I listen to them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just think, I mean, I always find it now people are like, are so rushed. It's like, they don't even have a time to sit down for a 20 minute podcast. It's like, I feel like everything's even, like, it's almost it fits in the Twitter form, which is two minutes, you know, Seriously. <laughs> it's, yeah. so, it's so, I don't know. I, I, I don't know which ways to go because yeah, for me, I'm like, I am more of like the gambling content. I love, I love the gambling content. I love like, I almost, I love how to, it's like a puzzle to me, like to figure right. it out. And that's why horse racing for me is such a passion because I get to watch video replays of the horse. I mean, it, it doesn't always work out, but I, the process is, is better than the result for me. I like to put yeah. the work in to try to get the results. Of course you need to have good results, True, but that, that is like, that's what I love about like gamble. I mean, of course the highs of game, like when I was younger, you know, I've been 20 games a night a day, you know, it's just, I look, I did it all. Um, and you know and, and dave's dave's dave was this wild man too he did it all <laughs> yeah. um but for me now i i don't know i just i i really love like putting in the work to try to get the and people call like people call me out and say oh I've used over 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 you know it's true i've just been betting overs but there is a process i mean it's not like it's a six hour process but there's something to it and again um you know, as you get old, I just, I, I like, you know, I like to be put in the time like that. And, I, and, you know, when you get results, it's obviously better because people see it and, you know, and enjoy it and they make a little money. Yeah. yeah. Money's always nice. Money's nice. Yeah. I mean, that was really like, you know, how we started. We saw that there, we saw sports gambling was getting big. It we're obviously started yet. That's the thing. You guys yeah. get into it because it hasn't, it hasn't even, it hasn't even broke in yet exactly it's, it's, it's not even it's not even close so yeah like well, for us down here it's not even um like technically legal yet yeah, uh, which we know yeah. they're just they're dragging yeah. their feet but what is so it's so slow I can't they're believe. they're arguing about how to tax it and they're waiting for football season <laughs> it's true I, I, well i'll tell you this massachusetts mark my words will be the last they were last in everything so yeah i think maryland might give you a run for your money but yeah, yeah. but no i mean, I mean we you go. I'm sorry. Um, so it's just it's just like when I when I go with barstool to different states and stuff. Like I'm in New Jersey and um, in um, when I'm in Chicago, Illinois, it's just so nice because you can do it right on your phone. It's amazing. It is. It is. It's it's just. I mean, like cause sometimes you watch a game and you're like, listen, this game's like they're going to come back mm-hmm. or at least I, you know it's just they throw a hundred bucks and say oh i was right i you know you, you were right that they can and just 
being able to do the, everything from your phone. Why can't we do that now? Like right. that is, so stupid. It's, 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 you know what? It's probably gonna be another five years until everything's, I thought it was going to be quicker, but I Same. think COVID really slowed everything down. I mean, it definitely did, but still like this last like six months, like we're in Barstool, we've only gone into 13 States so far. Like I thought we would have been into like 25 by now. Right. Um, so, and I don't even, I, I don't even know. I, I haven't even asked which is the next one, but I, I'm just surprised that we haven't, we're, we're not in more. But yeah, it's annoying here because like uh, Harrison's in Baltimore now. He could walk 15 minutes to the casino and put a bet down, but he couldn't do it from yeah. his phone. It's just, yeah, I know. So dumb. I know. It, it's so, it is, it is. It's just, I think, like I said, five years, we won't have to have this conversation, but for the next five years, so we're going to be still twiddling our thumbs, betting yep. through third third parties basically yeah but well so going back to your original point like you know talking about how people don't have like attention spans to do stuff it's crazy right especially with like tiktok and stuff like if you don't have someone for 10 seconds it's swipe it's It's just crazy it's so wild yeah see that's why like i said and i'm not saying it for you guys but for me I think I think I can keep somebody's attention for maybe like two or three minutes yeah. with some good info. And because me personally, I am more just a gambler betting, you know, uh, Tampa plays um, Ottawa tonight. I can give you, you know, whatever my information is. That's what I'm good at. And, you know, some people can do a 25 minute like you guys can do a 25 minute podcast. That's interesting. I just personally am not good enough to do that. So, and I personally think it's going that way. Like the real short two to three minute, you know, say what you got to say. And it's like, uh, where podcasts, maybe a year ago, we're start, we're like, everybody was doing, you know? So, but if you guys continue to do a good one, I, I still think good ones can last. And, you know, it's just like, everybody will, um, you know, you'll get rid of the ones that sort of suck and, only the good ones will last. I think for us, it's just also cheaper than going to a shrink too. <laughs> That's what you know. And you get to talk with your good buddies. There's nothing wrong with about there sports you go. and gambling. Now listen, that's what I that's that's what I've been doing for like three years. I've been talking to my phone, basically <laughs> talking to my phone for three years. How to bet? And finally, uh, Dave hired me. It took me. It took him like twenty five years to hire me. So. Yeah, your best go. friend. How that? Right. How that work? You know? Yeah. Well, you know what? I and I've been thinking about it a lot because you know, like you, you think your best friend will just give you this job, and you know, right. because I, you know, I started with him in the beginning, but you know, it actually worked out because I had to work. I basically worked for two years, and I didn't you know, for nothing. And now that I got, I, you know, it made me like, he could have given me a job right away, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I would have, I could have got in and probably could have made it somehow, but you know what? I built it up myself. So I, I'm, I, I'm so much happier this way because you know what, yeah. if Dave says in two years, I'm not going to renew you. I have my own people. Granted, sure. a lot has to do with bar. So I'm not. I'm not saying that Barstool, I had, I had 50 legs up than anybody else did because number one, my best friend was the owner of Barstool. So I, I know that I'm not, you know, and I also know that, you know, I had a lot of the, you know, Barstool people just follow me just because, but, you know, I did it, like I said, I did it for years. I mean, I, 
yeah, I did it for, I did it for a while, but so I, you know what? And now I, I'm, I'm actually happy that it went this way because now I feel like, you know, I put in my time and, you know, I, oh, I'm yeah. ho- hopefully I can only go up from here. Yeah. I would say that's probably a safe assumption, but definitely um, last thing. All right. We're going to put you on the hot seat cup final and cup winner. Who you got? So, cause I, I'll just go Florida, Minnesota. Uh, wow. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, Florida scares me because usually teams, but I don't know on Rangers. Carolina is too crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the East, um, Pittsburgh, no, Boston, no. Um, who is number? No. Nope. <laughs> Basically, I actually, it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, so it's it's Toronto. Oh, Tampa. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So I I say I I say Florida or Tampa out of the out of the East. Those are my two teams, and then but it all depends on matchups too. Because what if they end up playing right away? But so Florida in um Florida and Tampa in the East, and then in the West, uh, how can I say the winner of Minnesota St. Louis and Colorado? But I, I I'm playing against Colorado, so gotcha. Yeah. All right. That's, that's good. That's a, it's a little wishy-washy, but <laughs> we'll, we'll hold you that. We'll yeah. hold you to that one. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, if, Colorado, I mean, if Colorado wins, if Colorado, I mean, they won't, I don't know. I don't know about them. I, I I'm McKinnon. I, I I'm just not the big, I I'm not the biggest McKinnon fan. I, I think he, I don't know. So I'm going to play against Colorado. Although the, I like the goalie. I like the kid from Arizona that came over. I think he's as good or better than, than the other guy. Um, and obviously maker is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah but I, I, I think the grit factor, I, that, I, that's why St. Louis, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Those are heavy know, teams. Those are heavy teams. And I, you know, if, if Colorado has a cup, like a first series where they have to play somebody, you know, you don't know. We thought it was going to be Vegas, but now it's probably what going to be Dallas. Maybe I don't know. You know, I I just I'm going to play against Colorado. Yeah, I like that tactic. And the what value will be in your favor too if you do that. Yeah, the value. What do okay. you guys? Do you guys have? Us? A- oh, geez, I put like I put a couple units on mini like at the deadline when they got flurry. I was like, because the value was just there, it was worth it. Yeah. I was like, Let what me was the this. number you got? Because I got 24 to one in the beginning of the year. So I think I got like plus 2,700 or something so like that. Was, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I felt like that was a little low when I got it. Yeah. So um, that's, good. that's a good number. I don't know. Uh, geez. This is tough. I mean, I don't, way, I, I don't Tampa think Florida that. is ready. Like I could see Tampa doing it all over again, but then again, I mean, we were talking about this. Uh, we were just up in Milwaukee visiting our other um, host who couldn't make it tonight, but we were saying like law of averages, like Toronto is going to have to win a series at some point. Yeah. The Leafs, <laughs> the Leafs scare me a little bit right yeah. now. I'm not, now, I'm not idea. saying cup, but like, they're going to have to win a series at some point. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the Toronto team. Like, I really, because they've been so good to me this year, but, but Toronto, they, I, the last like 10 days, I don't know the last like five games. I know you can't just base it on the, these last few games, but now their goalie situation. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I was riding Carolina all year, but now that two starting goalies are hurt. 
they're hurt and then right. they carolina has trouble scoring though they have they are a very beatable team they're yeah. beatable that's why even boston like when i when and i don't i don't think boston's a cup contender but if they open with carolina especially two hurt goalies um uh, and minute carolina just has trouble they'll have 55 shots and two goals yeah. you know like they have trouble finishing so but so they're built like a playoff team they've got you know good well they had good goalies they play good defense and score just enough but so we'll see yeah. My final thoughts in the playoffs to wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody's got Colorado, Florida, blah, blah. Yeah. A dark horse that I think nobody's talking about, and they've got a red-hot goalie, the Edmonton Oilers. Don't yeah. sleep and, on them. No, I mean, they, they. I would say they're probably one defenseman short, but – Not going to win the cup. Those three guys, I mean, that first line is – and first and second line is is absolutely ridiculous – I got see look at I got this guy. <laughs> they're, they're all they, so you know it's time to wrap it up because they're yeah, all, there I, you go. It's bedtime now. I think that might be the uh the first kid appearance on Empty Better. So <laughs> yeah, congrats. Yeah. Well, hey man, we appreciate the time uh, yeah. for real. Yeah, anytime guys. Anytime you guys need something, hit me up and uh, we'll see if we can make it happen. We want to thank Elio for coming on the show and chatting with us. Uh such an entertaining and energetic guy to talk hockey with. So you can see why he's amassed the Twitter presence that he does have. And uh, that's definitely one of my favorite interviews we've had on the show so far. Yeah. Big, big thanks to him. I was uh, bummed. I had to miss that one, but just means we'll have to get him on again sometime soon. So. Big oh yeah, absolutely. Him. him and Turk are two of the most entertaining guys in the game. So we definitely appreciate Elio coming on just contagious energy. I would say is the best way to put it. Can't help but smile when he talks. So. Um, want to thank him again for coming on, but let's cut the pitter patter and get right to it. Let's start our round one Stanley cup previews. We're going to start in the Eastern conference back. You got something? Uh, well, I was just going to say, we are going to jump right into that, but before we do just one more thing to remind you guys of want to remind you that this season, all of our picks are powered by sharp rank sharp rank created the first ever cross sports rating system ranking betters from any sport on one leaderboard that anyone can dominate, even you. SharpRank is backed by some of the biggest names in the sports gambling world, such as BetMGM, Betway, and Sports Illustrated. Download the free app for iPhone and Android today. Without further ado, let's jump in. I'm pumped. Let's do it, guys. I got a little too giddy there. Sorry. Uh, apologies to Brendan and Chris. You know, thank you. We appreciate it. It's <laughs> the playoffs. The, Come on. Like, what are we it, supposed to do? It's the playoffs. All the all the regular bets we'll be doing in this postseason will be published on Sharp Rank. You can't do props on there yet. I don't know if that's going to be something they do in the future, but the props will also be published on Twitter. I got a couple of those out today for all you guys. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. We are going to start with the Boston Bruins versus the Carolina Hurricanes. The Bruins come in at minus 105 to win the series, and the Hurricanes come in at minus 115 to win the series. I would say the biggest storyline of this series is that Freddie Anderson will not start game one for the Hurricanes. Antti Ranta will be in net this season series. Carolina went 3-0 and against Boston, and they had their number big time in all three matchups. They outscored the Bruins 16-1 to in those three matchups combined. Fun fact, both teams rank top five in shots per game, and both teams rank top 10 in shots allowed per game in a good way, meaning they don't let up a lot of shots. 
So this is a very evenly matched series, as you can tell by the odds that Vegas gave us in terms of the special teams matchup. Boston's penalty kill ranks number nine, while Carolina's power play ranks number 13 in the league. And then the Bruins power play ranks number 15, while Carolina's penalty kill is number one in the NHL. What do you guys think about this series? I just feel like whenever these two teams play each other in the playoffs, it's always a bizarre like seven game series with like a weird overtime goal. I could not be further from that this time. I think the Bruins get this one done easy with the lack of goaltending coming uh, it, uh, from Carolina. And I also I'm not sold on Carolina's ability to score five on five. I'll say I feel like this is the matchup that, you know, obviously I've been looking at Twitter the last couple of days, seeing what other people are picking for their playoff predictions. And I feel like this is the one where the most amount of people have disagreed with me. I've seen a ton of people picking Carolina. This one was not hard for me at all. I, I, I will say that that one stat about Carolina really having Boston's number this year is a little bit like made me think about it a little bit, but I don't know. I think especially with Anderson out, there's something about the Bruins this year. They've been up and down a lot throughout the year, but I think they're, they're hot right now at the right time. I think they get this done in like five or six games. I think Carolina is kind of frauds if I'm going to be real about it. It's an interesting take by both of you. I did Mac. I was doing the same thing. There's a lot more people in my opinion that are taking the Bruins than I originally thought. Nick, I think you had Bruins in five on Twitter. Mac, I, I think you had Bruins in six. I think that's correct, yeah. So um, I am taking the Hurricanes in this one. I think they are the better team and deeper. I don't think the Freddie Anderson injury is as detrimental as people make it out to be. And the reason I say that is because, in my opinion, I think Carolina has probably the best defensive core in the NHL. And I think that's going to stand out here. I could be totally wrong because to be honest with you, the Bruins are a lot hotter coming into this than Carolina is. So I'll give you guys that. Um, but I think Carolina, it's something about Brindamore. I just feel like something with his teams, I can't, it's hard to go against him. So I'm a, I think I had Carolina in six on Twitter. There's also something to me about like, I don't know. I I've liked that tandem in Boston too. a lot of Allmark and Swayman. I think that they've mm -hmm. got something good going. They have, great chemistry the guys get along really well which is always good for a goaltending duo when there's really no like jealousy or anything like that going on um so yeah I don't know Bruins just stuck out to me I also for some reason I would love to be wrong about this but I see the Bruins going deep this year same here and I think Harry you made a great point like Boston's the hotter team right now the other thing about Boston is their superstars are consistently their best players where that's not the case in Carolina yeah you've guys like fair. Seth Jarvis who are just playing out of their mind this year that are helping that team score mm -hmm. so you know it's not necessarily always Aho and Taravainen and, and Svechnikov whereas for the Bruins it's consistently Bergeron Marchand Pasta you've also got a guy like Trocek who had unbelievable numbers last year and then this year kind of fell off from that high. So I agree. There's a lot of guys. You don't really know what you're going to get in Carolina. It's all fair points. And I, I, I can't make my mind up on this one. I will say spoiler alert. Um, if you entered our NHL bracket challenge, I took the canes to go deep. I I'm not, I don't think that Freddie Anderson injury is going to be too big. I actually have the canes going all the way to the final. I had them at the start of the year. I know they've slowed down a little bit, but I'm, I just feel like that defense somehow comes in handy. And I will also say, I published this on Twitter. This is the one series out of all the first round series where I put a wager on it with my own money. So I'm confident in Carolina. 
I could eat shit. I didn't fall for the Oilers trap this year. We'll get into that later. Our boy Elio did. He just published it. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the Bruins versus Canes for round one. Uh, the one next- other thing I'll say about it real quick. This is what you call a classic meteor series where, at least for me, where yep. it's like I, I hate both teams so much that if there's just some way a meteor could like <laughs> hit the like the stadium and like neither team could advance, like that's the perfect situation. Feel the same same way about the one we're about to talk about too. <laughs> yeah, I would say more so. So our next series that we have is the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the New York Rangers. The Rangers won the season series three to one. Uh, the Rangers had the Penguins number all season. Shesterkin put video game numbers up against the Pens. Uh, I think the Penguins only scored like three goals total in the four matchups combined. So that's obviously a glaring stat. Same thing as the previous series we just talked about. Pittsburgh will not have their starting goaltender, Tristan Jari, available for game one. Casey DeSmith will be starting. We don't know when Jari will be back. No timetable. Uh, the good news for Pittsburgh is DeSmith had a decent month of April. Uh, I don't think the drop-off is as big as people think. In terms of the special teams matchup, the Rangers' power play is definitely one of the hottest in the league, coming in at number four in the NHL versus the Penguins' penalty kill, which is number three in the NHL. If you want my opinion as the Penguins guy here, I think that's going to be the key matchup that is going to determine how long the series goes. And then on the flip side, the Rangers' penalty kill is ranked number seven in the Penguins' power play, an abysmal number 19 in the NHL. The Rangers, for as much you know praise as they've gotten as of late, they had the 21st-ranked offense in the NHL. And I was on Rick Rowley's podcast last night talking about this. Um, the Rangers power play covers up a lot of a lot of flaws in the five on five game. I still think they're the better team. And then finally, I think this is a huge stat. Um, Pittsburgh, if you take the average roster height and weight, is by far, and I'm not exaggerating, they are by far the smallest team in the playoffs, whereas New York is the third largest. What do you guys think about this? Uh, I really strongly dislike both of these hockey teams. I just want to make that clear for like the upteenth time uh, this season. But outside of that, this is another one where it's just, and I feel like we're about to say this like eight times, this is a coin flip. Like this is a genuine coin flip in my opinion. I think at the end of the day though, we're going to see the Rangers move on maybe in seven, maybe in six. I went with seven and I just put that down to, it's going to be too much. I think I went with the Rangers in six. However, I will actually be rooting for the Penguins in this matchup um, just in the interest of if the Caps could somehow advance past Florida. And obviously, I think for this to matter, they would have to get all the way to the conference final. But um, as long as my team is still in it, usually the way I root for teams is like, who would I rather play at some point? And I would love to play the Penguins in the playoffs. I don't want any part of the Rangers. Also, as much as I hate the Penguins, there's something about the Rangers, especially this season, that they they like they're so entitled. You know, they're like oh, oh yeah. like they feel like they're going to the Cup final. I, I just think it'd be really funny to see them lose in the first round. Um, but I think you did a good job breaking it down, Harry. The 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 size is going to be a big factor in this one. Um, the Rangers are a physical team. They like to uh, finish their checks a lot, especially in the playoffs, like every team does. Um, five on five is where this series is going to be won or lost for the Rangers. Their five on five is super weak. 
if the Penguins can stay out of the box a decent amount, they actually have a decent chance, I think. Harry, this is going to affect you in like multiple arenas of your life because obviously it's your your favorite hockey team and then you had to deal with Mark all weekend. So what was that experience like? That's not a good experience. Um, It's a bad one. He's the most annoying person on planet Earth. (laughs) I I just – I like guys, there's a lot right. I hate him. I want him to die. <laughs> if the if the penguins lose this series, I'm not gonna hear the end of it for a long, long time. Um, here's what I'll say. So I was I mentioned I was on uh the beauty sauce podcast yesterday with Rick. That'll be coming out later this week. I'll tweet out when that goes. I was talking to Rick, I was like, mm, I don't think we have it like. You know, the storyline is in our favor because it's like the last dance, like the big three probably aren't going to be together after this. We couldn't beat Shesterkin all year. He gives us the wave goodbye in the final matchup. You pin it on the bulletin board. You get the boys ready, like all that mm-hmm. Penguins favor. But the Rangers are much, fa- they're bigger, one. They're faster, which, you know, if you're not bigger, you probably want to be faster. We're not. And they're hot, right? Um, but I will say I originally in my brain was like mm, Rangers and six Rick had the pens and Rick talked some sense into me and Rick made me change my pick. And I am officially wow. declaring I am taking the penguins in seven. Wow. I you think we win in seven. I think we upset him in MSG. I don't hate I would that. I'd love at all. to see that. I'm not gonna lie. And I'd I solely put yeah. that down to depth scoring. It's true. De- it's penguins depth have scoring. a lot of depth scoring. The, the thing is, is like, it, it, how many times can we get bounced in the first round, like X amount of years in a row? Like, I just feel like that. That is a dangerous game to start playing with yourself, my <laughs> oh, friend. Shit. But that's this, what I've been thinking about the Caps, too. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'm used to dangerous games in round one. Look at my bank account from last year. All right? <laughs> oh, God. And you do like this whole shit, right? And just, you know, I think the boys realize, dude, this is going to get blown up if we don't do something. I, I think that's going to play a factor. I think. It, it's a toss up. I think, I think I forgot to read the uh, odds in Vegas. Both teams are minus 110. I think that shifted a little bit since I did that. I think the Rangers like minus 115, 120 now, but yeah, I'm taking me, I think seven. another, another big part of this is like, can the Penguins score first in a lot of these games? Because the Rangers are the kind of team that's going to beat you like two to nothing and like mm-hmm. score like the first two goals in like the first period and then just freaking dump it in all game and let Igor do his thing. Like, Yep. It's going to be important for the Penguins to A, stay out of the box, like I said, but B, like find a way to get on the board first, find a way to make the Rangers chase them. Because if if you're trailing the Rangers for like the majority of this series, it's just, it's not going to work out. No, it's not. And I also think this is a fun stat. So Rangers are hot, right? In their last 15 games of the regular season, five of those games were against playoff teams. And three of those five games were against the Penguins. The other two were the Canes and the Caps. So if you strength of schedule, maybe, you know, false narrative here. I know I'm being a little bit of a homer. The Rangers are a better team. And if I was betting money, I'd probably take the rags, especially for the value. But mm-hmm. my heart, I can't bet against my heart. I got to go Pens at seven. This is just one of those series. And I feel like, like I said, we're just going to say this over and over again. No one knows anything like anything could happen with this one. Mm -hmm. Just going to, I'm so excited. It's one of the ones I'm most excited to watch. It'll be a fun one to watch for sure. (sighs) Yeah, sure. Maybe for you guys. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Moving on. This one, I would say is probably going to be the most watched series in uh, the entire first round. 
We got the Toronto Maple Leafs coming in at minus 120 versus the Tampa Bay Lightning at plus 100. The season series, Tampa won it uh, two wins, one loss, and then there was an overtime game, so we'll consider that a tie. So two, one, and one for Tampa. Uh, I talked about it with Rick yesterday. All the spotlight's on Mitch Morner right now, right? You, you know what you're going to get with Matthews. He doesn't shy away in the playoffs. Mitch the bitch had a nickname for a reason last year in round one. Him, Jack Campbell, obviously not having a big track record in the playoffs. He had a great month of April, but we'll see what comes here in the playoffs. I think it's worth mentioning Toronto had the second ranked offense this year in terms of total goals for behind Florida. Uh, Vasilevsky didn't have a great month of April, to be honest, even though the Lightning were winning a lot. Um, they put up a ton of goals, but Vassy didn't exactly look great. The special teams matchup, Toronto has the number one power play in the NHL. That's definitely going to play a factor here. Going against the number 11 ranked penalty kill in Tampa. And Tampa has the number eight ranked power play going against Toronto's eighth ranked penalty kill. Uh, Tampa had the fourth most goals scored in the month of April, like I just mentioned. And Tampa is a much bigger team than Toronto. Toronto is the second smallest team entering the playoffs. I mentioned earlier, Pittsburgh is actually the smallest. There's been some headlines saying, I think it was Sheldon Keefe said, we expect this series to be borderline violent. I yeah. think Mar Maroon and Perry and Hedman and Kalorn are going to beat the shit out of the Leafs. What do you guys think? It's going to be on Clifford and Simmons to somehow, you know, yep. answer that bell. I mean, this yep. one is just, this might be the series I'm most excited for, to be completely honest, because I think this is just oh, going to yeah. be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. I think the Leafs are going to win this series and I think they're going to do it in six games. The only thing that's scaring me is what you just said. They have the number one power play in the NHL. And as a Caps fan, I've seen this tens of times when you go into the playoffs with the number one power play. And then because it's the playoffs, it gets ice cold and it gets mm -hmm. shut down. And then your and offense there's just, less penalties too. In general, exactly. Call way less. And your offense just like becomes anemic and shuts down and you're only getting like one or two a game. And then you just get buried. It could be scary. I will say two things that stand out to me here. One, it's kind of wild if you think about it that the like the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions are plus one hundred in the first round, like against anyone. That's kind of insane in general. I don't care like who they're playing or what the stats are. Like that's sort of crazy. Uh, but the more you think about it, it sort of does make sense. And we all talk about you know there's cup hangover, there's the shorter off season. It takes a lot out of you. It's really hard to do it twice. It's near impossible to do it three times, right? And all of that plays a big factor for sure. But I think the the area that we'll see that factor in the most is actually with Vasilevsky. He's obviously one of the best goalies in the league over the last couple of years, but it's so hard for goalies to like maintain that over like several years in a row. You have to come back down to earth a little bit and think about it. He probably starts the highest percentage of games for his team, like than any other goalie, I would think like there's really a rare amount of games where the backup for Tampa Bay, it has, has to be like a 70 30 split or something like that. Literally, like if you look at, if you look at the last like three seasons, like the one we just did. And then the two seasons that like they won the cup in, I would, I would wager he has probably started the highest percentage of games over any other goalie in the NHL. And that takes a toll on you. Like, I don't care how good you are. It's, it's exhausting to, to start that many games 
And I feel like that's one area we could see, like they just, they just don't have it in them to do another long playoff run right now. Um, so that's kind of where my head's at. I do think the Leafs will finally break through and win a playoff series. How many years has it been again since they've won one? I forget the exact number. 2004. Was when they won a playoff series. Before Ovi and Crosby were in the league, yeah. Wow. Wow. They're due. Well, like, I, th- of I think they're going to do it. Yeah. I do. I We've think talked be about six this. or seven, but I think yeah. they will. I know Mac and I have, like, doubted them all year, but I, I like the fact that the three of us are in agreement on this one. I just – yeah. I, I don't I see know it how- happening this year. In my bracket, I actually have them playing the Bruins in the Eastern Conference Final. Who, Leafs? Yeah. I mean, it could very easily just be like it was in 2018 with the Caps. It's like once you get over that hurdle, yeah. you just have all the momentum behind you and everyone else has the pressure on them now because you they and know that that weight is off your back. Conference final. Yeah, and that, then yeah. <laughs> and then the Bruins beat them again, and it's another yeah. classic Leafs. Uh, and, uh, another Game yeah. 7 meltdown. <laughs> That's exactly. like the one scenario where like Leafs <laughs> fans would actually not be happy after this playoff run. Like imagine they win two rounds after yeah. not winning one in forever. Right. And, and then, then if you play Boston, the Bruins in the, yeah. but if you play Boston, the whole, it's all dead. Like that, that's what I have happening in the, in the, yeah. yeah. The only good thing would be is that if they made it that far, the NHL would just give Austin Matthews the con Smythe anyways, because oh he plays God. for the Leafs. He'd be like, Oh, you made it to the conference final. There you go. Take it. Yikes. That'd oh be boy. nuts. That won't trigger anybody. Yeah. Uh, what's your final prediction? I got Leafs in six. Leafs in seven. Leafs in six. Yeah. I, I would not blame you if you took Tampa for money. I've seen so many people saying they're taking Tampa. I'm shocked they're still plus 100. I don't know how that hasn't gone up. But... I low-key think like Tampa will somehow end up up 3-2 and all the Leafs fans will be losing their minds like, holy shit, we're done again. And then I think the Leafs will four seven and for once win a fucking game seven and advance. That I'm calling it now. There's going to be some wild overtime nonsense here. Like I'm talking like a three overtime, two overtime game that like you know it goes off of like two sticks and they have to review it or something. I just I have think that. it'll be story look. I think it'll be like Matthews or Marner or something like that that gets like the series clinching goal and it goes down in history as like one of the biggest Leafs moments ever until yeah. they lose to the Bruins in the conference <laughs> final. <laughs> if you got a couple margaritas and you to predict uh, that. That one yeah um all right all right now we're gonna move on to the final eastern conference preview for your very own washington capitals coming in at plus 280 where's my series. fucking inhaler when i need it like <laughs> <laughs> versus the florida panthers who come in at minus 350 to win the series couple notes before i toss it off to the two caps fans here Aaron Ekblad is expected to return to the lineup at some point during this series. Not confirmed yet, but we'll see. Florida has the number one offense in the league, and they are number one in shots on goal all year long and in the month of April. So they were hot all year, and they were hot at the end. Um, However, Washington has been stingy on defense in terms of shots allowed. They give up the six fewest shots in the NHL, so that'll be an interesting matchup in terms of advanced analytics. Uh, big question for the Panthers, and I think this is the one question everybody has for them, is how is Bobrovsky going to hold up? I think that everyone knows how potent their offense is, but they've given up quite a few goals this season as well. He's also had some struggles in his re- recent postseason appearances in terms of the special teams matchup. If the Cavs power play can wake up, I think they can actually drag this thing out longer than people expect. It's been a shit, year, shit show all year long. They had the 23rd ranked power play in the NHL. 
But the Cats penalty kill is nothing sexy either. They came in at 16th ranked in the NHL. However, on the flip side, the Panthers have the number five ranked power play, as you could probably guess, they'd be top five against Washington's penalty kill, which ranks number 12. In my opinion, and I know everyone wants to hear what these two have to say because they're the Caps fans. I think if the Caps can play bully ball with the Panthers and draw some penalties, I think they can drag this thing to like six or seven. Everyone thinks Cats in five or four. It's kind of a little ridiculous in my opinion. I think Tommy Wilson's going to have to eat his uh, Wheaties in this series. (laughs) This, like betting on the Caps in this series is probably best bang for your buck opening round matchup of this Stanley Cup playoffs this year. It's true. That being said, I fully expect the, the Florida Panthers to come in and win this series in six games. Uh, but yeah, you make some great points. I know that power play struggled all year. That's no secret. Uh, key pieces were missing for, I would say, the entire first half of that year. So um, you can throw that into whatever argument in your brain. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen with this one. It depends on who shows up and who shows up in net the first night. So it's pretty funny that you play 82 games in the regular season. And part of that, especially for a team like the Capitals, is to try and figure out which one of your goalies is like the guy you can trust. And 82 games later, we have just as much of a like, hmm, I don't know, as we did like before like, the season started. I, I feel exactly the same as I did in August. Like who Literally, genuinely who is going to start in net? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's that's definitely the scariest part, especially going against like the number one offense. What I will say, Harry mentioned it, Bobrovsky, you're talking to a guy that had this man on his fantasy team all year long and knows firsthand that this guy has actually had the dog shit year. Like he has gotten pulled from a lot of games this year. The Panthers score a lot, but they also let in a ton of goals. They've won like most of their games this year, like seven to five or like six to four or whatever. And like, I just don't really think that's a super sustainable way to play in the playoffs, which is part of what's giving me a little bit of hope. It really just depends if one of the caps goalies can just somehow like do his thing for me, I would start Vanacek game one. Absolutely. I would like to see happen. Uh, I don't know if that is what's going to happen. Another factor here is Ovi obviously got hurt like last week. Seems like he's going to play. He was on the ice for like the first postseason practice in a normal red sweater with the rest of the guys. So uh, sounds like he'll go from what I've heard. He's probably not feeling 100% great, but it's the playoffs. So death taxes and playing uh, less than 100%. What else do I have to say about this? Oh, if you're a superstitious guy like I am when it comes to your team and the playoffs, here's a little something that I kind of like. When the Caps won the Stanley Cup in 2018, in the first round, they played the Columbus Blue Jackets and Bobrovsky was their goalie. At that time, we had never played the Columbus Blue Jackets in the playoffs before. This year, we're playing Florida Panthers. Have oh, never played them boy. Before. And guess who their goalie is? Sergei Bobrovsky. So a little something, I don't know. Some of you will say that doesn't fucking matter. I th- I say it kind of does. So he did earn his credentials. You have to say Officer Sergey Bobrovsky, of course. <laughs> <That> but... <laughs> no, of course. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, the other thing Nick mentioned it a little bit, but that the the power play stat. Yeah, we're you know twenty third in the NHL or whatever. But we've been missing Oshie, Backstrom, Ov for all different parts Mantha, of the season. Like Wilson, we've only had maybe 
probably less than 20 games with like our ideal power play unit out there. And the games we've had that out there, it's actually been pretty darn good. And guess who's hot right now? Johnny rocket. Oh yeah. No, Johnny rocket is very hot. He's going to be a big, big factor in this series. I hope Um, he's been scoring goals. He's had hella assists lately. So Hopefully, I mean, like we said, this really comes down to goaltending for the Caps. Like, it it won't be a series at all if we can't find a like find a big save when we need one. But if we can, look out because I fully expect our offense to be able to keep up with their offense. It's just gonna matter. Like, if we are letting in goals that we should not be letting in, the team's just gonna get fucking down on ourselves and be like, "Well, this doesn't even fucking matter." Yeah. So. It's going to get ugly fast if they don't button it down. And speaking of goaltending, there was some roster moves over the weekend. I don't know if anyone caught that, but uh, mm-hmm. Zach got called up for the playoffs. So mm-hmm. keep an fucking eye on rights, that. boys. Yeah, we'll see. So final predictions. Mac, on Twitter, I believe you had Caps and Seven. Do you have that in your bracket? I'm just curious. I do. Let's go. So caps and seven, bet with your heart, do it. I don't care. Exactly. Well, I, I've used this saying already like twice this episode, but this, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that there's death taxes and me having way too much fucking faith in the Washington Capitals. So <laughs> Nick, what do you got? I have uh, Florida in six. I just, you know, just going with my gut here. That being said, I don't know if there's a big upset in the first round. I really feel like it might be this one. I was going to say, if there were to be one, I feel like it would be this one. I also have Panthers in six. I think a great prop, if you're able to get this on your book, bet this series to go <laughs> over five and a half games. Easily. I, I, well, I don't know about easily, but. No, we'll but see. like for value, like, yeah, that's a yeah. great idea. Yes, I would say that's right there. So. Last thing I'll say on this one is, Mac, going back to your point about the Bobrovsky comparison to 2018, uh, the Caps were also constantly dogged in 2018. Everyone said they had no chance in winning that series or the Cup or going deep Very that true. year, and they're, everyone's saying the same thing this year. So, Yep, which is when the Caps do the best is when all the pressure is off, which is why I wanted to avoid the Rangers in round one because somebody said it best on Twitter, and this is the last thing I'll say, and then I promise we can move on. Uh, somebody said best on Twitter that like if the Caps and Rangers had met in the first round, it would have been the number one most like media most oh easily most like watched series. ESPN would have eaten that shit up. Uh, whereas if they were to meet the Panthers in the first round, which we are, uh, it would likely be the least media coverage of like any series, which I think favors the Caps. I think we always do better when we are not uh, in the spotlight, especially for round one. And one final thought, just want to remind everyone that the Florida Panthers won the president's trophy. So, uh, Oh, good point. A little curse there, huh? I mean, the Caps have won the president's trophy and then got bounced in the first round more than like anybody else I can think of. So probably like we might be due to uh, hand that, hand that out to somebody else this year. Yeah. Enough said. Final thoughts mean nothing on this podcast in case you haven't learned by now. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Western conference that, wraps up the eastern conference predictions we got our first series on, on tap the edmonton oilers coming in at minus 245 to win the series versus the la kings coming in at plus 205 to win the series edmonton won the season series two to one to one that last one counts as a tie since it went to overtime in the um in playoffs that wouldn't count We've got uh, Dustin Brown announcing he will retire after the postseason. I do think that has swayed the betters a tiny bit. Uh, huge loss for the Kings. Drew Doughty will not be playing in this series. 
their number one defenseman. An interesting stat that I found, and I'm curious to see how this will impact the series. Los Angeles ranked number one in allowing the least amount of shots in the NHL. We all know Edmonton is known for its deadly offense. I'm really interested to see how that matchup works. Mike Smith was ranked the number one goalie in the month of April in GSAA at 15.32. And I don't know what that means, so I just found it on Twitter. And LA was ranked 24th in goals uh, in the month of April. A little special teams matchup. This is the one that everybody's going to be looking for. The Edmonton power play ranks third in the NHL. And the LA penalty kill ranks 22nd in the NHL. If the Kings end up taking penalties, just a state in the obvious they don't stand a fucking chance. And I think we will see that. I think we're going to see, like, if we're going to see, like, a not favored team taking the most penalties in the first round, well, aside from the Caps, because now that I've said it, it's just going to happen, it'll be the Kings. Uh, you know, definitely not as fast as the Oilers. You know, maybe that, you know, they've got guys like Kopitar and Brown that can shut it down if they need to, but, you know, they're going to have to go up against two out of the, what, three best players in the NHL right now? Yeah, to match up. Yeah, I do think it's worth noting Darnell Nurse uh, has been maintenancing the past like week or two. He is expected to play game one, but they announced it as a game time decision. Can I eat? <laughs> You're really loving the underdog here. I think Let a little eat. too much. I'm ready to eat. Okay, so oh, let's uh, let's get down to business here. Uh, <laughs> might may or may not have something to do with the fact that I've been in L.A. for the last like week. Uh, went out to a bar on Friday night, hang, hung out with a lot of my sister's friends, two of whom are season ticket holders for the LA Kings, had Damn. long chats with them. And these guys fucking sold me so hard on why the Kings are not only going to win this series, but like how they could low key, like make a run. When you first sent the bracket challenge thing, like on Friday or something like that, I filled it out just like very like, okay, gut feeling like this series bang, just like from the hip. Just, I ended up having the Kings winning the fucking Stanley cup. And then I had to be like, okay, wait a minute. Let's like, let's like it a little bit, <laughs> but I do think there's a world where like they could go on an insane run here. I think the Dustin Brown thing plays in a lot. I also think that Jonathan quick is like on a revenge tour right now. He has had actually a pretty darn good year. He has. I think he's just like ready to prove the haters wrong. And be like, I also don't hate their tandem at all. Yet. Now, Cal Peterson has, like, had some moments this year, too. Um, I mean, anyone who's been listening to this podcast knows that I've been shitting on the Oilers all season long. I said for a while they weren't going to make the playoffs. I ate shit on that one. Uh, I'm going to say the Kings literally, I think they could get this thing done in, like, five or six games. Um, the Oilers, I, I've never believed in them. I still don't. I think that this will be another frustrating uh, series for them. I think that they're going to have to take a serious look at their roster this summer. I will say the one thing making me a little scared to be this bold uh, is Mike Smith. All year long, I've said that the Oilers won't do shit because their goalies fucking suck. Koskinen, I still think he's maybe the worst goalie in the entire playoffs. <laughs> um Mike Smith, though, has changed my mind. He's actually been very good in the month of April, as you mentioned. He's also sort of on a revenge tour, like, quick, being like, I'm not washed up yet. I still got some game in me. He has an offensive upside, as we mentioned before. It's really fun to watch him play. Um, I don't know. I definitely could be wrong, but I got to go big or go home here and just lean into my, uh, my gut here and say the Kings are going to get this done. I respect the shit out of that. That's a big underdog pick. 
This is I, also the only series that I have put real money on. I think it's a really good bang for your buck. Like it is. Wise, it's totally possible that they could win this series. And the fact that they're plus 205, I think is some disrespect. I think all that's fair. Um, everyone knows the famous story. Last year, I put like an irresponsible amount of cash that probably could have paid for like half a week in Mexico on the Oilers. And I lost it in round one. So not doing that this year. Our boy Elio did tweet out. He put three units on the Oilers to win the series. I warned him that's a trap. I think the, I'm pretty confident the Oilers will win this. And I'm the, I would be less confident if Dowdy wasn't hurt. But I just feel like that's a guy where you just can't, you can't replace your number one defenseman, right? It's, almost, it's impossible. He eats the most minutes in the game. He goes against the best players. I think Edmonton's going to have their way. I want to say Edmonton in five but I'll go Edmonton in six because I do think the Kings have some depth that people sleep on name to watch Blake Lazat. I've talked about him all year long. I said it, man. Sneaky, sneaky guy on LA. Keep your eye on him. Uh, I will say this. I think the Kings get this one done in seven. I think if they push it that far that they will overcome it, I think quick will find like some way to time travel back to 2010 and just stand on his head. Uh, I also think that this Dustin Brown thing is going to have a bigger impact than a lot of people think. If he was right. like just going to like retire, he would have waited until the playoffs were over. He's like, no, I'm going to say this now to light a fire under everyone's ass in this locker yep. room. Yeah, I do like that. To just that. make them sell out for everything and just go for it. So Absolutely. final final predictions. I have Oilers in six. Mac, you have Kings in five. I think I have Kings in six, but I, I, six. I seriously considered five, although I do like Nick's point that like if this goes seven, it favors the Kings so hard. Absolutely. You know, the Oilers are going to start panicking at that mode. I could see like a game seven, like two to nothing Jonathan Quick shutout or something like that. And Nick, what's your final prediction? Kings in seven. You have Kings. Oh yeah, you did have Kings in seven. I forgot. All right. Well, that wraps up that series. Uh, let's move on to the next one. We got the Colorado Avalanche coming in at minus 640 to win the series. I don't think I've ever seen that before versus the Nashville Predators at plus 470. You don't need to know the season series. You don't need to know the power play stats or the penalty kill stats. All you need to know is this. UC Soros is out. For the first two, at least. For the first two, at least. And it sounds like it's the original diagnosis, I think, was like four to six weeks. So the odds of him coming back are pretty slim. I don't think Nashville has a flying fox chance to win this series without UC Soros. Not now. I mean, they did a little bit before. I think if they had, you know, similar to what I just said about the Kings, if they had pushed that longer than five games, it would just start to favor them. But here, I completely agree with you. Now that Soros is out for the first two, that it almost just automatically puts them into an 0-2 hole in my mind. And this is a huge bummer, too, because he had such a good season. And then, like, Nashville really seemed to rally around that. But for him to just not be able to play right now when it matters most is definitely a big dagger for them. I do think one of the matchups that'll be really fun to watch, I would argue we've got the two best defensemen in the NHL going head-to-head and Roman Yossi and Kale McCarr. That should be a treat to watch this series. Uh, Landis Gog is expected to return from his knee injury this series. Both teams have pretty good power plays, but both teams also have very below average penalty kills. I would expect the power play goals to be ramped up this series. And it is worth noting, two of the four matchups this season went to overtime. So the Preds, play, like, Preds play him well. I feel like Nate Mack is going to go on an absolute, like, 
tear yeah. this postseason. Like, like he is he ten is points in five games or something you think ridiculous back to like, like that. His his press conference, like his exit interview when they got bounced last year, and, and frustrated you could tell he is, and he's just like, I don't know what else we have to fucking do to like. You you can tell that shit is like boiling inside of him, and he is ready to just like just do it. Like I I have actually. Uh, spewed some hate on the Avs this year too, saying that for whatever reason I don't think they're quite ready, and I sort of still believe that. But I I'm more prepared to eat shit on that one than I am about any of my other hot takes around the league. I think that there's a high chance that the Avalanche just like steamroll through everybody this year and just finally get it done. Yeah, it could sort of be like what we were saying about Tampa. We were like, can this team actually get it done? And then they go back to back. Mm-hmm. I could be. I got abs in six. Playing I think a little I have abs in five. Yeah, I like, have abs in five. Yeah, I, I mean the Soros thing is what did it. Everybody seriously, that you... if if Soros was playing, I would have seriously considered picking them, and I definitely would have picked abs in like six or seven or something like that. But without yeah. Soros, I don't think this is really going to be a series. Yeah, I, I think everybody that you listen to or read, um, they're going to have abs. I mean, it's. What are you going to do? Bet against them? You can't. However, I do not recommend putting money on this. It's just not worth the. No, 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 no. Stay away. No. Yeah. Um, All right. The next series and what I truly believe will probably be in terms of just strictly gameplay, the most entertaining series in round one. We've got the St. Louis Blues at plus 120 to win the series versus the Minnesota Wild at minus 140 to win the series. This is going to be the best series of the first round, in my opinion. This could uh, and maybe should be a conference final matchup. But that, yeah, this is the biggest coin toss, in my opinion. I, I truly believe that. Even though the Vegas odds say, like, Pittsburgh, New York is the most contested, I believe this is probably the closest. Uh, St. Louis wins the special teams matchup. They had the second-best power play in the league, and Minnesota had the 25th-ranked penalty kill. That's going to be a huge matchup to watch. St. Louis is the heaviest team in the NHL that's in the playoffs. In terms of average height and weight of the roster, they were by far the biggest. It's not even close. They are playing bully ball, and there's nothing you're going to do about it. So Minnesota's going to have to stand up to some pretty big fellas this series. The goaltending matchup, in my opinion, is going to determine who wins. I think they just announced Huso and Flurry are the starters for game one. I think that's probably what I would have predicted, especially the Huso part. Are the are the Wild really not starting Cam Talbot game one? He's expect it's expected to be Flurry. I just read. I think that's a mistake in my opinion. Someone I'm, checked Peck at Puck Empire to double check me, but I'm pretty positive that's what they just said. Mac, I'm inclined to agree with you a little bit. I mean, the Huso thing. I know I saw people online saying that they should have, uh, um, you know, gone with Bennington because he's got the experience. I'm like, nah. yeah, but he's also experienced being terrible all year. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So, uh, no, Huso makes sense. He's the one who's gotten this team to where they are this year. But the flurry thing to me, as sick as it was that the Wild grabbed him at the deadline, they really didn't need to. Like Tam Cam Talbot has had an unbelievable year for them, and I think it's a it's a little bit of a crime to to not let him at least start this series. I mean, sure you got Flurry on the bench if anything goes wrong, but I. I don't know. I think Cam Talbot is more than capable of like shutting the blues out in a game or two this series. If, if they let him take the crease. 
He's playing well enough. And Harry, you're right. Yeah, they released it a little bit earlier today, just about a couple hours ago. It's Flurry, Huso, and Ranta are all the projected game one starters for their respected team. So uh, it'll be interesting. interesting to see what happens if maybe Mini drops the first one or something. I mean, you never know. Yeah, I was going to say if they lose, because here's the problem. It'll be a short leash, yeah. Yeah, like Max said, Cam Talbot has played great, but the problem is so is Flurry since he got yeah. traded. I, mean, I think they both had like about the same record and goalie stats. So um it should be interesting to see what happens if mini drops number one. Here's a stat that's extremely concerning for me as someone who is picking, not betting, but picking the wild to win. The St. Louis Blues own them in the last three seasons. I mean, own them. St. Louis is 12, 1, and 1 in their past 14 meetings between these two clubs. And since Craig Berube became the head coach of the St. Louis Blues, they are 13-1-2 all-time against Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota has 16 overtime and shootout wins this season. I believe off memory that was the most in the NHL, so just a little bit of an interesting stat there. There is no three-on-three or shootout in the playoffs. I had many going deep, and then I saw this stat, and that's one that shook me a little bit because that's not just this season. That's like historic. They've got your number. I'm still taking many to win in seven but I'm a little hesitant. I'm not going to lie. I think there's a high possibility we see all four goaltenders play at some point in this series. I will also say there's a very, very, very high chance the series goes six or seven. If that's a prop on your book, I'd consider taking like just the series to go six or the series to go seven or something like that. What I will say is there's something about this blues team. Part of it, I think is what you were saying about how big and heavy that's just, they are a son of a bitch to play against no matter who you are. Uh, and especially in the playoffs, everybody's finishing their checks way more. They're going to make you pay for sure. And that's going to wear a team down over a six or seven game series. Um, I can't fully explain why, but I have the St. Louis blues going like all the way to the Stanley cup final this year. I think that there's just something about this team. They're clicking um, Tarasenko. Obviously there was rumors about how he wanted out of St. Louis early in the season. Those rumors are gone. Now he has said he firmly feels fine staying in St. Louis at this point. Um, I think they could go on a deep run and I, I love the wild. I really want them to win this series. I feel for all the wild fans out there that this is literally the best team you have ever had. And it's a very unfortunate first round draw to get the blues, but I, I think the blues take this in six or seven. Yeah, I see this one going deep, too. I actually have the Wild in seven. I'm going to call it now. That's going to be a first or second overtime game seven as well. It's just got that written all over it for me. And I completely agree with you, Mac, that we're probably going to see all four goaltenders play at some point throughout this series. And uh, I guess it's sort of just going to be who can find their game and stick with it. I wish there was a prop for that. There might be out there somewhere, but that would be an excellent one to bet. Um yeah, I got mini and seven. I, I said it when we, um, I think when Rick came on our podcast, for me, the teams are so evenly matched, but Minnesota has a game breaker and St. Louis does not, in my opinion. Minnesota's got Kaprizov. He's the best player in the series, in my opinion. I don't think the Blues, they're very deep. They have a lot of depth. They probably have more depth than the Wild, but they don't have that one superstar who can, you know, change a game in the blink of an eye. And I think the wild do, and that's why I'm going to take them. So I, my final prediction is wild and seven. Nick, you said wild and seven. Mac, I think I you did. got blues and seven. Blues and seven. Okay. Maybe six, but I think probably seven. 
And then our last series to cover the Calgary Flames coming in at minus 310 to win the series versus the Dallas Stars at plus 250 to win the series. The Flames won the season series two to one. Uh, Calgary shoots the puck at will. They shoot a ton and Dallas gives up a ton of shots. Calgary was third in shot attempts per game while Dallas was ranked 19th in shots given up per game. I think that's definitely going to show this series and I feel bad for Ottinger already. Uh, The special teams is nothing crazy for either squad. Surprisingly. I mean, I just, I think the Dallas stars are the worst team in the playoffs in my opinion. Probably. uh, And like, I kind of feel bad saying that because they did have a monster like last 10 games of this year. They played so well. They did everything they needed to do to get into this position mm -hmm. in the postseason. However, it's just not there in my opinion. We we've talked about this, the three of us. I mean, I feel like we talked about it in Milwaukee like 10 times, like that team should be a playoff team on paper, but for whatever reason, they've just been up and down this season. I I just don't see them being able to overcome this Calgary team. Certainly not with Jacob Markstrom in net. So uh, yeah, flames in this one for sure. Not to mention Johnny hockey is absolutely catching stride along with Matthew Kachuk. Both of those guys have had monster seasons. Um, For some reason, Calgary, the last several years in the playoffs is one of those teams that gets in, has some potential and just finds a way to lose, finds a way to get down in the series early and can't seem to claw back. I feel like they always lose like six or seven game series where they're just a hair behind. They're just playing catch up the whole time. They can't quite get it. I think this is finally where they they get a little momentum out of round one. Um, the only thing I could see being a problem for this team is if they beat the Stars too quickly and, like, too easily and then are sitting around waiting for, like, I don't know, would they play the Blues or the Wild next or would that be the Kings or the Oilers? I think it's the Kings I, or the Oilers. They would yeah. play the Oilers, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I, I expect that one to Please, go God, let that happen. Yeah, but that. I'm I'm saying like if the if the Flames sweep the Stars and Kings Oilers goes like seven games or something, that could be a big problem for the Flames, I think. But yep. other, other than that, I, I do think they have a chance to um, actually live up to their expectations this postseason. I, I would like to see them do it. I think they're one of the more fun teams to watch in the playoffs this year. Um, no pun intended, but they play with fire, honestly. So, Yeah, I've, I've said that. I think the flames are, are frauds personally. I think, you know, there's always that sexy pick in each conference, AKA someone not Florida or Colorado. I think in the East, the Rangers are a very sexy pick. I think in the West, a lot of people like the flames. I'm not buying it. And it's, there's no real like logical reason to it. It's what Max said. They find a way to lose. And maybe this is, stupid or old man of me to say but when your star player is five foot eight in the playoffs i just can't really buy into that i'm sorry like so he's gonna get this is not the regular season and if they end up running into the oilers cassian's gonna have his head on a fucking platter it's just at some point one way or another i think they'll win this series i'm pretty confident i think they'll actually handle the stars very easily but when it comes to them versus edmonton you bet your damn money i'm betting edmonton on that one I'm kind I of am just buying now realizing it, I'm realizing now that I'm in a very win-win situation here because the Flames are going to beat the Stars. We all know that. But if the Kings win, I'm right and everybody can eat shit. Or <laughs> if they lose, we get Battle of Alberta. So it's all good. You see, I'm playing both sides, so that way I always <laughs> come out on top. Exactly. Yeah. Head your yeah. bets out there. Right. Head your bets. I don't, I don't know. I, there's no reason to it. I mean, the Stars stink. I don't think that there's any – 
I don't think there's any way they can win this series. I'm going to be honest. I fully um, agree with you when you said they're the worst team in the playoffs. Dallas Stars, they shouldn't yeah. really be here. But I, Harry, I kind of am buying what the Flames have. I don't know why. I just have like a weird, different gut feeling about this team this year. You know, he's got, you know, you were saying Gaudreau's going to get beat up by Cassian. He's got Lucic. He's got Kachuk to back him up if need be. And they got the bodies. I don't know. Just maybe the, maybe it's the goaltending. It's consistent for the first time since Kippersoft. So maybe it's just that. But, they're I, got, I got him going of, deep. Uh, maybe it's the ghost of Gilbert Gottfried that's gonna give Chuck go. the. That's uh, right. The, uh, you know, the power yeah. to go all the way of the series. Yeah, because we all know the Flames would set off Seymour smoke alarm. So. Oh my God! I didn't even <laughs> think of that. That's uh, <laughs> that's 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 genius. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I think Nick, you were all over Mangia Pain at the start of the year, saying how good he was. Mangi, Jesus Christ. Yeah, sorry. I knew that actually. <laughs> Bad one. Mangi Apani, you were saying how good he was playing at the start of the year and he was on fire. He was one of the, I think he was like top five in goals at like before Christmas. The Flames have a decent amount of depth. Uh, Dubé has had, you know, yes. Lindholm. some flashes in the pan of being able to score some big goals for them too. Yeah, Lindholm. But man, help me out. Mangi Apani. Mangiapane, yeah. yeah, there you he go. He slowed down at the end of the season. I think a lot of their secondary, secondary scoring slowed down at the end of the season. It was mainly that top line with Gaudreau that was carrying the load. Yeah. And I think if they run into Edmonton, who, again, is also top-heavy, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I just feel like Edmonton's due. I don't the see them getting past the Calgary Oilers, is so be much better. Like I feel like they would light Mike Smith or True. In. It would be a great series. There's a lot of, like uh, – like incest between those teams in terms of like trade and players like Lucic played on both Smith played on both. I'm trying to think of some others, but I can't. So yeah, maybe just those two. It has to have been a better way to say that, but did Derek Ryan, <laughs> did Derek Ryan play for both or am I just confusing myself? He might've, I have no yeah. idea. Mike Smith did though. You're yeah. right. Yeah. There's, there's a decent amount. I will um, say this about the flame star series. I hope that one like ends up going a lot longer than we think. Cause I feel like that one could get kind of fun out of nowhere for no reason, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, like I was saying, it would actually just help the flames if they were able to just like have a little bit of adversity in that first round, I think. So we'll yeah. see how that ends up, but flames I think and I'm six. taking flames and flames and five for me. I think I had flames and five, um, but if Sagan and Ben wake up, which is what it's going to take, who knows? J-Rob. Um, okay. J-Rob. Going a little tear. Hints, too. So, final part of the episode, we got to ask for Stanley Cup final in the winter. I would like you to say who's in your bracket, unless you don't want to say that and you got something else. Um, I think for me, in my bracket, I had Colorado, Carolina, and Carolina winning the Cup. I'm sticking by that. Mac? Yeah, I will stick with what's in my bracket as well. I would love to be wrong about this because I despise one of these teams and don't really care for the other one very much either. But I think we're going to get a St. Louis Blues-Boston Bruins rematch. And I think the Blues get it done once again. I like that. Wow. I think I I can't remember who I put in my bracket because I did it really, really early this morning. But I'm pretty sure I had the Flames and the Rangers in the Stanley Cup final. That would be a wild one. Little Markstrom and Shiesty showdown. So uh, and I'm going to go with the Flames bringing it back to Canada. That'd be sick. That'd be so cool. Okay. All right. So there you go. There's your round one predictions and preview and your Stanley Cup final predictions. So. 
let's see how this ages. Probably horribly, if I had to guess, right? <laughs> yeah. We're going to get like Washington versus Dallas or something crazy. And oh, God. Just like, Honestly, just for the I, sake I'm, of the podcast, could we have one of our teams not get eliminated in the first round so that we actually that like, would know be what helpful. we're talking about yeah. a little bit? <laughs> yeah, so we don't have to ignore it for a week and then come back for the conference finals. Yeah. 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 I will say this. I'm all in for like repeat matchups this year like if we got like a tampa calgary like repeat of 04 and like calgary finally gets justice for that i'm all in for that i'm all in for an oilers hurricanes rematch from 06 yeah. like why not that'd be very fun yeah i like that um give me chaos any... give me chaos i'm ready i'm, I'm with it you guys got any Thanks. final notes not, not until really. tomorrow just... i'll start stressing yeah. tomorrow yeah, seriously. I can't believe that all this starts tonight. I'm so fucking excited. I hate that they put the Penguins and the Caps in the same night because I would love well, The I Caps are never them. on the first night of the playoffs. It's always the yeah. second night for some reason. I'm bummed, yeah. too, because I'm going to be traveling tomorrow. I'm probably going to have to watch this game on my laptop during my long-ass layover in, like, Denver or some bullshit. Uh, so. All right, gentlemen. Good luck this week. We'll, uh, we'll be talking again later this week, actually. Not sure when yet. We'll figure that out. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We really do appreciate it. And another thank you to Elio for coming on and uh, doing an interview with us. Go check out our merchandise. We got the new spring collection that just dropped on emptybetters.com. Click on shop and it'll take you right there. We're going to be having some Margarita Mac action at some point this week, I would imagine. So join oh, yes. the movement and cop your shirt now. We already have a couple people who have. Or Margarita uh, Mac Maction. <laughs> <laughs> there, it there is. we go yeah <laughs> it's happening it's happening so all right everybody thank you very much for listening appreciate the love and support as always and without further ado class dismissed <laughs>